A demon, Novak, and his henchmen attack several robed men, the Chinese Zodiacs, hurling fireballs, but they raise a protective sphere and the fireballs have no effect. Novak is after Buddha's mystical staff, which the Zodiacs are in charge of guarding. Hello, everyone. Charmies, welcome to another episode. This is Brunch with the Hollowells. I hope you have that croissant or that morning coffee in front of you as you listen to another recap of the original Charm series. I am Rob, who is also a Leo and the Chinese Zodiac Rooster. I am here with Ryan. Hi, Charmies. Hello, Rob. And your zodiac, Ryan? I am a Sagittarius and a ox. Oh, you're an ox. Very nice. And that lovely voice you heard in our prologue, back once again, a charmy from the attic, Melanie. Hi. I am a Virgo boar. A Virgo boar. All right. Well, obviously with the theme of the episode 12, Angry Zen, which is episode 14, the Chinese Zodiac is mentioned quite a bit in this episode. Unfortunately, I don't know too much about sort of that um, that calendar and what it represents, but I heard the two of you kind of talking about it earlier. How, how much of it do you guys know? Is it something that you guys pay attention to? Um, yeah, I know. I know a little bit about it. Um, one of the things that is kind of interesting I learned actually last year Um, The Chinese Zodiac and the Vietnamese Zodiac are actually almost exactly the same, but the Chinese Zodiac has the year of the rabbit and the Vietnamese has the year of the cat, which my child loves because they love cats and they were born in the year of the cat. So we go with that. Um, Aside from that, I know a lot about some of them and nothing about others. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Uh, How about you, Ryan? Do you have any like like experience or like convos that kind of pop up or they're not really in your wheelhouse or circle. No, I'm, I'm totally into things like this, the Zodiac, you know, horoscopes. I've always been into it. Um, And it's just one of these things that it's also just fun to know, especially if you're an animal lover, you Mm -hmm. know, and then you wish kind of like which animal you could be like when you were saying rabbit, I was like, Oh, if only. We are doing 12 Angry Zen. Everyone, how did you like this episode? And your memory from it from last time, is it one of your favorites? Or did it change for you this time around? Um, Melanie, what do you think? Um, I don't remember my first impressions because that was a really long time ago. But I know, we all know season eight was a little rough when it first came out. Nobody loved season eight. But I think this episode, I've noticed it gets a lot of hate on the internet, and I don't think it's that bad. Um, in some ways, it reminds me of early Charmed, like like so- the Signs. Remember the Signs episode? I think season eight as a whole, I don't know if it's because we're all a little older, and you know it has resonated more, but it's not as bad as I thought, especially... I don't know how everyone else is feeling so far in this like latest recap, but it really isn't as bad. I think it's after this when it things turn. So I always did like this episode because it's going to be my play, but Piper and the car scene in the staff has always stood out since the first viewing and it just (laughs) makes me so happy. So (laughs) Oh, God, they had that on, like, the thinnest string ever, just trying to, like, balance it. (laughs) She's like, don't make me come back. She is just so casual with the world ending. It's hilarious. I just love her chill attitude about all of this. But, uh, yeah, no, that's a very good play. Uh, 12 Angry Zen, I don't have too much memory about this. Rewatching it now, uh, I did notice... A few things that I actually liked, especially the men in this episode. My God, I forgot. You know, like we've been on a little bit of a dry spell, but I got quenched today. There were some men in this episode, but that's for later. Um, My play actually 
is uh, one of the fight scenes in the manor. This is between the demons and the Zodiacs as they attempt to grab the staff for the first time. And then Dog, you know, um, just smokes Piper out of the house and says, go, you know, get your sisters. And then he goes back into bed. I just I wish that scene had played out more and we got to see more of that battle. I just thought that was so fun. And I really enjoy the effect of the smoke on how they uh, shimmer in and out. I just I love all of that. So that is my play this week. Uh, how about you guys' MVP? Mine was Lopan. Um, Lopan. Yeah. You know, with him teaching Billy how to use her projection power. I mean, he helped her actually find her sister, which she's been trying to do for five episodes. Um, he became the next Zodiac and he saved everybody, really. I mean, this is why this is a top charmy right here. I am echoing that. And yes. I love that he was an underdog. They looked at him maybe lower. He wasn't as important. But at the end, not only did we finally, yes, get Christy to appear. I mean, I don't know if we should add him to the MVP, but um, no. Uh, Between that and then him saving the day, I love this. So, yes, MVP, not Paige. This this was not planned at all you know we usually have a guest we let them speak first we want to get all of their thoughts out as much as possible but i also picked lopan and for the same reason that you guys all said i mean and you know i have heavy memories of him for my sitcom days this man has played in everything everything great you know and look at that that was very obvious awesome i love that now did you Add anyone to your hot man meter. Well, I mean, I haven't added anyone on this season yet on the podcast, so (laughs) I definitely added Henry, but I added him a long time ago. Um, I don't even remember, but I think he might be my number one. He's awesome. I love him. Um, Did I add anyone else? I thought about adding Novak, but he was kind of like a... I don't know. His style as a demon was just a little lackluster, and he has the same name. My ex has that last name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! But I thought about adding him. I'm still on the fence. Um, I have to do another rewatch where I like actually look at all the men with those eyes and decide. <laughs> all good. Help me. <laughs> so I had the same thing with Novak. I went back and forth, back and forth, and then I decided. I would add him, but he was going to get taken off very quickly. So what's the point of disappointing him? (laughs) So he's, no, no, I didn't. Well, I definitely added someone and you will definitely hear about them later as we recap this episode. Should we get started, everyone? Yes. Mm -hmm. 12 Angry Zen, air date, February 12, 2006. This was written by Cameron Litvak and directed by John Payer. Uh, Ivan Sergei back again as Henry Mitchell. We have Julian Ovenden as Novak. Clyde uh, Kasatsu as Lopan. We have Tony Lee as Zodiac Dog. Mark Adair Rios as Magnus. And then we have uh, co-stars including an 11-year-old Christy Jenkins played by Stephanie Patton and Daniel Southworth as our Zodiac rat with our cute neighbor guy, John Dennis. So, <laughs> so Piper searches for information about Leo and discovers a message from Lopan, a monk and keeper of a sacred Buddhist staff containing the power of influence. Yeah. So with the beginning of the episode, um, it really, that's the part that really made me feel like early charmed. It kind of reminded me also of the episode, um, which one was it? The one with the, the knight, the dragon blade and the dragon master. Enter yes. the demon. Enter I the agree. demon. Yes. Yeah, like sometimes just pull different cultural, um, like magic histories and mythologies into the show. Um, I think it's really fun and it kind of just like, makes the magic world a little bigger when phoebe walks in with the tivo that was like a blast from my past my brother yes. actually gave me one for one of my birthdays so i thought that love was love so it just around that year 
Um, I did notice, I know Ryan's probably going to get into this later with the fashion, but I noticed BB's blue shirt. I really loved it so much. That color was amazing on her. And um, one of my notes, why isn't Leo their burden to bear? I don't understand why Piper is like, don't worry about Leo. I'll deal with this. You deal with your life. He's their family. He's family mm-hmm. to all of them. And he's their white lighter. Or uh, maybe he's not anymore. Is no, he's well, but at heart, you know, he still has all of the advice and, you know, he's still, he's their family. So I feel like they should all be equally invested and it's kind of silly for her to be pushing them away with it. I, I do see what you're saying, Melanie. I, I, I would say that this is definitely a joint mission and something that everyone should be concerned about. I and you know they they are sisters. I mean, I'd say if they were friends, I'm like, that's your man. You know, you deal with him. You know, but I mean, I, I get it. It just depends. You know, we don't know exactly how much time has lapsed since the last episode. What they do on their downtime. You know, it's always funny that their lives are literally twenty four seven to where it's like nowhere between last episode and this episode did you guys like come together and just focus a little bit of quality time together to figure out this Leo thing, it always comes at a bad time, you know? And I'm just like, I'm sure there are times when they can be like, let's just devote these next two hours and do some research. And then everyone goes back into their thing. The only thing I just want to say was love that we had that year ago flashback in the beginning. It does make it a little more grandioso per se. And I also think that that was such reminiscent of the Zen Master episode as well, and earlier episodes. So I love this whole feeling. And the bridge is definitely, I feel like, from Limbo. <laughs> so from this, I feel like the Zen Master was on that bridge. So I think Charmed got to reuse that. <laughs> yeah, the whole Zen garden, it reminded me of the same. I mean, it looked different, but it was just that feeling, the same feeling from that. Yes, episode. totally agree. Uh, so just to uh, to go on the the TiVo thing, I forgot that that was even mentioned in the show. And TiVo, I still declare is one of the best inventions ever made, like ever. I know cars and planes and all that stuff is, but TiVo, okay? Like, do you know what it's like to grow up in the 80s and 90s and have to literally record everything you want to watch when you're not at home and to get people to do it for you, you know, to have everything set up in your VCR. Dad, all you have to do is press record at eight o'clock. That's it. Like TiVo was like the best invention ever. And I even remember when I got my first one between all the sound effects and clicks with that fun remote and that awesome logo, um, mascot of t like everything about tivo was just awesome you know even before dvr came out so i i loved everything about tivo so i was glad that that got mentioned uh the other thing that i have here is of course i'm putting both novak and dog on my hot man meter yay dog, i knew it when you said i'll tell you later i was like it's dog. yeah no dog oh my god with hair or without hair i swear to you, dog tony lee is so goddamn hot. He is so hot. I love that man. He is so cool. I'm so glad to see him. Now, Julian Evenden, like, I will agree with you, Melanie. He, his demon sort of act in this was a little off putting, but I just love his handsome face. And, you know, again, I've seen him in Downton Abbey and Bridgerton. So I'm kind of like in the feels with him, with his character on Bridgerton specifically. So I'm like, oh, my God, Julian, he looks the same. I think he looks the same uh, just watching him from Bridgerton. But like you guys, he may not end up on the meter in my final cut. But I just want to highlight like those two guys are just. Yeah. So (laughs) added them both. Phoebe has moved into our own apartment. Billy visits, but Phoebe would rather be alone. No sooner does she leave than Paige orbs in further bothering Phoebe. Paige has told Henry that she is a witch and he has more questions than Paige can handle. As soon as Paige orbs away, a neighbor rings the doorbell. Novak at magic school plots his next attack with his henchmen. One proposes to go after a servant, Lopan, 
who alone knows how to find the sacred garden. So what did e- think? Ugh, what did everyone think of Phoebe's loft? I think it's really beautiful and pretty, it was very cute. peaceful. I mean, this woman has bank if she was able to furnish it that well. I mean, where was this in the house? But I mean, no, she I thought she had good taste. I was going to ask if you guys liked her taste. I I liked her flow of the living room and the color palettes. I think she had a nice place. Oh, yeah. I actually wrote that pretty much word for word. I wrote Phoebe's apartment would cost as much as their house. How rich is she (laughs) or how in debt is she? But all of this stuff was beautiful. Everything looked just absolutely beautiful. That's why I'm like, she must be in debt. She must have just used some crazy credit cards for this stuff. But I love her style. I would live there. Can you imagine if she's just been secretly saving this money to the side of the, all these years from every time she's like, Oh, Oh, bonus for a magazine. Okay. And Piper's go. like coupons for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> paying for everyone with pages at magic school. Yeah. Oh my God. Because it's, um, not stuff. it's the space is beautiful. I mean, doesn't she have that balcony out? The right? balcony, right. Melanie. Oh my God. That would be a fortune. Yeah. So she must have been doing this for a while, right? Like to furnish that whole place that soon? Or like you said, she's in debt and she hired like... She must have hired, yeah. A designer or something. <laughs> or magic. Yeah, you that could imagine? be too, I know. The neighbor that came over, very handsome, right? Mm-hmm. But the way he said he was RSVPing to the party, I said, I swear this guy is on drugs or something. Like, he came off very, I mean, good for him. I mean, honestly, he came off really like, I'm RSVPing for the party. Like, it was just so funny. I loved it. So I wrote down later. That's funny because I wrote down later when he was at the party where he said, I forget what he said. I have it here somewhere. But he said something to Phoebe about her party. And the way he said it, it was like he was on a porno. I I added this man because I reacted the same way Phoebe did. I was just like stunned because I forgot he was in this. And I was like, he's cute. And so I added him. And then later when he did his thing and he was like, I'm glad you're in the neighborhood or something. I was like, I had to rewatch it. And I'm like, are you trying to sound seductive or I don't know what it was, but I was like, dude, you're coming off my list. Now this is really creepy. And the way that he was staring at her too. Look, I'm all up for flirting. I totally get it. There was just something about it that just did not come off. Right. It was just this really weird stare. Like I'm literally undressing you. He didn't think he had to work. That's why, Rob, he really knew he was hot. Like, I think that's what it was. I don't know. I don't know if the director was like, I want you to give her the eye and just kind of like, like check her out up and down. I don't know what it was, but it was, I'm not the only one who caught it. Oh my God. Thank you. It was leering. And that's why I didn't put him on. He was a creeper. (laughs) But I bet what happened is that everyone knew that everyone needed a love interest to end the series with. So he was like, I'm going to go in there and want me and I'm going to end the series and have this nice gig for the next six months. (laughs) They're marrying everyone off. Come on. Billy's got to get married next. (laughs) Um, And then just my last note, everyone is, well, I had two, but one, I like that Billy came for one of actually to hang out with Phoebe and not just for magic reasons and then the other one was I like this idea of the sleeping demon just because I like the visual that he was in a, a coffin for a year <laughs> and but he comes up for one day so whatever that is but I just wanted to mention that like again a year went by it's very oh, makes you feel like there's weight to this yeah here, here we are again with um the long game you know we are now being exposed to a lot of these demons who have their own agenda their mm-hmm. own sort of mission and some of this stuff takes a lot of planning and here we are under the radar this whole time and i guess it's good that it comes out in season eight because this whole time this is what they've been doing this you know and one of them has just been dormant saving energy to take down something he knows he's not strong enough to do. So I actually like that idea um, that he Mm -hmm. just lays dormant like that. I thought that was a nice angle. Is that why he was laying dormant? Because I thought I might have missed something. Um, I 
wrote down to ask you guys if you knew why he was like sleeping. Yeah, so so he says that I, I don't I can't quote him, but he says something like I I you know like I only come up because I'm waiting. I want to build up my strength to take yeah. down these zodiacs and he goes every time we always mess up or we don't do it. And so he knows he can't do it if he's like constantly going after them. And I think this is also the best time because of the transition of the zodiacs is that this is when they are the most vulnerable. So he also picks this time, but it's really just to build up his strength. That makes sense. Billy was really cute when she was being clueless. Um, I thought that was good acting there. She yes. was biting her little nails, like, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so I thought that was cute. I thought she was also very gracious when Phoebe was like, get out of my apartment when she just wanted yeah, to She took that well. She did. She was like, oh, sorry, and just hopped right out. So that was pretty good. And then the no orbing thing from Phoebe to Paige, I was like, who are you? Because I've been watching that season with my <laughs> Did kids. you call her out? Did you call her out? <laughs> no, I said call, 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 call. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> no, I called her call. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I mean, she's she's definitely channeling her evil queen days. You know, they don't do the orbing thing any. You know, that's not cool. But I was gonna ask you guys about that. What do you think about the etiquette of wanting to kind of spend time alone, or to just kindly ask mm. someone like, "This is me. I need you to go." Like, it's always awkward to just like kick somebody out. And I I will say this. I mean, it's not just to the gay world you know straight people do this too but like when you have a hookup and like the next morning and it's just like okay it's time to go we had our fun but you know you don't want to be i guess obvious about it or rude or maybe cause conflict who knows how the other person will react to just be like you gotta go but i mean it's just like thank you you don't live here you know like what do you think about that sort of etiquette should we be more upfront and blunt about it and not take it so personal or is this sort of format the way that phoebe did or the way that society does it is just better melanie it's really hard to say because it would be nice if people could be a little bit more direct but thinking about it, if somebody told me, like, I'm done, please go away. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. Well, not like that. But I, I mean, I feel like, oh, my God. Now, not like, I don't want <laughs> but to basically, that that's what Phoebe did almost. Yeah. I think with close friends, like, I can tell my husband I'm done peopling for the day. And usually that does not include him and our child. Yeah. But sometimes I need a little space and I can ask for that with the people close to me. But for somebody I don't know as well, I think it would just be awkward. So yeah. I just try to hint around it, I guess. But yeah, um, that is that's really hard. I wish people could be more direct. I I, I agree. I like the direct oppose, approach. It just really depends on the delivery. Like a lot of people take the opportunity to be honest to also be rude, and that's are not exclusive mm. at all. There's always a tactful way and a kind way to say things that are on your mind. But, you know, just be like, hey, I've had a day. It'd be cool if I can just, you know, chill. Would you mind? You know, like, I don't mind that. It's just we're not used to it. So it just comes off very aggressive and abrasive. And most of the time, nobody means it that way at all, you know. But to awkwardly just kind of wait and think of it like, ah, that just bugs me. <laughs> I think that people overthink it, too, because the way you just said it, I would be fine with that if someone said that to me. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes we overthink it and we try so hard to not be rude that it comes off as, like, condescending or just yeah. more rude. Yeah. This just reminded me randomly, I think think there was a story that either Madonna or something invited somebody over and she just went to sleep and left <laughs> the person at the hat in the house. Only Madonna. I'm just going to say, can you imagine you're just like, Oh, they went to sleep. Um, but yeah, I'm not good. I, I always feel like it would be too rude. You know, I feel so bad. I, I, I would never be able to, but especially I felt, especially if Billy brought that that plant over and wanted to go to the movies and things like that. I mean, I get it. Phoebe wants to be alone, but it is it could come off a little rude. So, I mean, it's a good balance. But like the way you worded it too, yeah, Rob, that's perfect. Paige uh, is is was very cute, also with the orbing and stuff, and it, it was also a very casual witch power that she used too, because you don't necessarily see her do it unless she's 
really doing something but this was very playful to have it written in i don't know how much it costs to do that effect so i like that they had That's fun some leo with, money leo yeah. daryl money <laughs> but i like that they had fun with their powers instead of always using it just for you know missions and whatnot so it was really cute then and <laughs> she just went ahead and knocked it's like that better <laughs> it was really cute i put yeah. that down too Piper is working magic, trying to find Leo, and Billy joins her. Their magic reveals a Chinese character. They find the character in the window of a laundry, where they meet Lo Pan. He tells them that they that he called for them and walks through a tapestry. Piper and Billy follow. I love how Billy charges, and she was like, ooh, we get to go somewhere? I'm ready, let's go. <laughs> I could use something to do today. Yeah, obsess over. <laughs> she was just very excited to have, <laughs> like, to like be doing something. Uh, and they find demons attacking again. Novak's henchman has killed one of the Zodiac's rooster, not my rooster, and Piper and Billy fight them off. Lopan tells the witches that they now must protect Buddha's staff. Lopan explains that the day has come to pass the staff to the next Zodiac, and they must now protect the staff from evil. So as we said earlier for our MVP, I think Lopan is a great character and also a great character actor. Uh, he is known for uh, the Margaret Cho show, The American Girl. I believe he played her father. Yes, I loved that. And I will always remember him as my uh, principal Shimada on Family Matters. <laughs> I loved him on that show. <laughs> Yes! Oh my god, that just hit me when you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I indeed, and that's the only reason I know I would never remember. <laughs> so Piper is very anxious about Leo. She's very concentrated. She's not necessarily thinking about anybody else's problems at the moment. This is her high priority, and it was just kind of the way that she sort of addressed the issue. She was like, "I am, you know, looking for my husband. I'm really trying to." you know make sure i can get them back and i'm not here to you know talk or or watch some stick and i'm like really piper really some stick i mean especially when it's to someone else who clearly finds that to be very important to them to call it a stick is very bad i mean what would you say if i called the book of shadows like a picture book or a graphic novel, or even a magazine. What if I just said the magazine? Like, nobody cares about your stupid magazine. Like, I'm sure she would feel heavily offended. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I also want to know why she's so skeptical about uh, things. She does this all the time. time. Yeah, she's like, what? This is not where we're supposed to be. It's a laundromat. Like, Piper, it's been eight years. This happened in the science episode. Like, yes. you know this by now. Um, and also, I feel like she was so ignorant about the Chinese Zodiac, so confused as though it was so foreign. And I'm like, yes, it is from another culture, but I think we all have learned at some point a little bit about the Chinese Zodiac. I think most people, I would imagine, know what theirs is, or at least can name a couple of them. Yes. So this that. is actually a really good question that you bring, or that I just thought of just based on what you just said. So I want to clarify that we are not like knocking Piper. It's the writing because clearly oh, yeah. she had to be the skeptical one because we need to let the audience know what it is that we're dealing with, right? Exposition. But here's it the thing. Made Billy to be the one, though. Do you think <laughs> that the writers have an obligation to find a way to write this stuff in? Therefore, somebody in the episode has to be the one not to know? Or do you think it's just a lack of writing? I shouldn't say skill. I mean, they write better than me, but it's just like... Should they write this better or should they trust the audience to know what Chinese Zodiac is and not go so in-depth to describe? I mean, what do you guys think about that? And this is not just in charm, but in general. Like, do we need stuff spelled out for us all the time? So, I mean, I think we might not, but there's always somebody who does. And there yes. might be an episode where I need something spelled out. I mean, I get it. I get why they do it, but... I think sometimes the way they do it does feel like 
they're teaching a class of second graders and maybe they could find a way to put it in differently. She could even have said something about, you know, uh, I need to brush up on this. Can you give me a recap? It's just something, you know? Something. So, yeah, I mean, to me, I just feel that it's more about the writing in this case than us just being like, Piper, why are you playing, you know, <laughs> this type of character, you know? Yeah, I, I can think- imagine her getting the script and just looking at it like, really? Real? And then having to do it really believably. And she does. I mean, Holly Marie Combs is a, an amazing actor and she pulls through really well, but I'm sure sometimes she looked at the script and was just like, again, again, we've been doing this for eight years. I even wrote at one point where the point where uh, she said she wanted to try to say she was trying to save her husband, not some stick. I even wrote, I was like, I'm sorry, she's new. Like, yeah. Oh, and Buffalo. Is that, I thought, is that Ox? I, what is Buffalo? I, I never oh. heard Buffalo either. I So I'm assuming it's Ox. So I'm a piper. Sent me you're a piper. <laughs> so Henry uh, questions magic. So this is kind of where we get a little bit of the backlash from finding out about magic from Paige. And again, this is what I said last week of the idea of like, it's, it's so much coming out as a witch, but it's also heavy handed that you have to also explain that magic does exist. So he's having, he's having reservations about the idea of magic and what it is good for in this world. If you can't solve world hunger and crime and utopia and all this stuff. And it made me think, I was like, do we think that, Henry is a Avatonian. And what I mean by that is that he is a believer in the avatars and their mission. He could be part of that religion. Just the way that he feels magic should be used. And I just, I was like, that's a very interesting thing. There are people who probably view magic as a way to solve problems. Um, You can also uh, reference the Black Panther sort of theme from that movie you have this very rich and highly teched city that could easily be using their technology to fix a lot of urban and rural areas, food and hunger and stuff. And they're like, we need to preserve what we have. We can't just give it to everyone because then it'll get tainted. And, you know, so it's, it's interesting that he definitely wants to do good with it. He's not thinking about being, you know, taking advantage of magic or anything like that. But he's like, Paige, you have the magic to do whatever. What are you doing? You know, and I think these are fair questions. Anything that could have caused conflict over this, I'm glad it was this, if that makes sense. So I that that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> yeah, I think it shows what a good person Henry is. I think he really does have a point. You know, I mean, as Paige explains, it's really more complicated than that. But I think he has a really good point. I didn't love the writing with how she was kind of explaining things to him like a five-year-old because it didn't seem like that's what he was confused about like he knew demons are bad and criminals are bad well some criminals are bad and he knew all of that and I don't know I don't think that was necessary but maybe she just didn't you know she didn't know how to explain it and she was just struggling to show him what she actually does with her magic and why she can't do all that because I had to stop and think about it I'm like why don't they address those things Mm -hmm. sometimes they have all this power why can't they and then like you were saying about the avatars, thinking back to that, well, you know, they have tried and it doesn't always work out. Yeah. Phoebe helped that one couple win the lottery in like episode one or two or something. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, maybe she could do that once in a while for people who are really good people in need. Yeah, you know? I... I think I think it has to do with the exposure of magic because you have to kind of explain how everything is being done. And then also just the idea of how do you choose who deserves a magical assistance versus others. So it gets very complicated, but I think just making sure that they're not exposed is the biggest thing. Um, I don't know if it would throw anything off balance. You know, I was, again, very worried about Henry getting all that good luck last week. So. Uh, yeah, no, uh, but I, I agree. It's just, it sucks that we're in this sort of like universe to where magic can't just fix all of these problems. And it would just be a lot easier if it could, you know? Agreed. Just to follow up on the Paige and Henry scene, it's a Paige-esque way of doing things, I feel like. 
And I just love that Henry went along with it and was like, when Miss Matthews, when can I have a snack? So well, I she loves love that role play. I, I mean, we're not going to really knock that. We we know they loved that moment. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's just adorable that he does this along with her. And honestly, this character is such a breath of fresh air. Because even later, I mean, not to jump, jump ahead, but... This man falls off the top of a bridge and is still okay and calm with the whole thing. I have so, something to say about that, but we'll we'll wait till we get to that. <laughs> um, and then I did love the random, let's name some demons, like Grimlocks, Kazis, Blast from the Past. And I will say, I love when we get episodes like this, especially featuring um, Asian culture, because since a kid, I have to say, I saw Big Bird Goes to China, I think, very early on. And I looked it up. It was from 1983. I wasn't born yet, but I must have saw it somewhere after 85. I don't know. There's something very beautiful. And I just love when Charmed is able to do things like this. And I hope it's authentic. I don't know. God knows what they, you know, some of the things they came up with the writers. I I hope they actually found source material or, you know, basis for some of these things. But um it's just so nice and like um to echo things said earlier it builds the world it builds the world up to more to more characters and henry was a really good actor in that scene too um i think he just said all of his lines really naturally even when they were a little awkward maybe he just really pulled it together and was really cute doing it i love him Mm -hmm. he's one of my favorite things about season eight and his relationship with Paige, i think it's just it's so natural and it's so like you were saying a breath of fresh air, how he's not all the other um, boyfriends or not all, but many of the other boyfriends are very, you know, they're kind of made to appear like whatever the writers think a perfect man should be. Exactly. Like. He's very realistic. And I like that, but he's still a good guy. Lopan and Billy are in the sacred garden. He helps her control her power of projection she is unwilling to use her power, having turned her parents into killers, Mr. and Mrs. Witch. But she shows her, but he shows her a dying tree and helps her use her power to retrieve it. Several Zodiacs, not knowing Lopan has done what have Lopan has done, attack Piper at the mat- manor. She blasts, but the Zodiacs raise their protective bubble. Piper threatens to break the staff. One offers to talk. Lopan instructs Billy to use her power. Billy concentrates and finds herself in a dark cell. She finds Christy cowering. I would have loved, or not even maybe a spinoff, but more episodes with the Zodiacs because their individual powers, I think, are would have been fun to see. Like you said, Rob, earlier, that a wind effect that they did and then that protective shield but really cool characters and i would have loved if they had been allies maybe to the charmed ones for a little longer billy and piper i find are very sarcastic both especially in that scene when they did meet lopan you could tell that they both have this cynical sarcasm about them so it was it was funny just to see them next to each other. And, you, you know, usually you would think that maybe Billy would be more excited about things and balance things out. But they were hardcore sarcastic in this episode. Um, I want to know, in all caps, how did projection become time travel? <laughs> <laughs> it becomes a lot of things. It used to be like changing your nail polish color or like turning dinner into a duck. And now you yeah, yeah. the time. Um, you can manipulate people's minds. It's all kinds of, it's, Billy becomes so overpowered, which is one of my issues with this season. I do get why they did it, but mm-hmm. I think it just happens so quickly too. In the first couple seasons, we get just a slow power progression. Like when um, Prue gets astral projection, I think watching her learn to use it is just so interesting. And it just adds so much to um it adds layers to the characters and to their powers. And it shows that not just anybody can do these things, but mm-hmm. now we have just, they're throwing them around left and right. And everyone has like these super strong powers and quickly. And I think it's just a little bit too much. Um, they're rushing that a little bit. 
maybe they shouldn't have made her a brand new witch if they wanted mm-hmm. to have strong powers, you know? Yes. So um, I put that the Zodiacs are kind of murder happy. They're like ready to kill her <laughs> off the bat until she threatens to break the staff. And then they're like, okay, we can talk. Billy was so resistant to Lopan helping yep. her work on her cool new power to find her sister. The things that she cares about the most. Being a witch, using her cool powers... And finding your sister. And all of a sudden, someone wants to help her do all these things. And she's like, oh, do I have to? I can't even sit cross-legged. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the writers just really like them to be resistant. So I don't know. Maybe they think it adds more... Um, evolution you know they're evolving or dra- you know like, or drama they think yeah. i just don't understand like you said eight, after eight years maybe billy but yeah it, the resistance is so crazy but you know maybe it's nerves really sometimes thinking about it like when you are really close to achieving something sometimes it gives you anxiety and you kind of like get in your own way so maybe that was it um i also put i think little christy was really cute and i kind of wish they'd kept her a little longer because I yes. felt like we could connect with her more and empathize with her more. Once they moved to the adult actress, I won't get too into it because I know that's not this episode, but I just think that she was harder to empathize with and harder to connect to. And it, it kind of made the stakes a little lower, but as a little girl, she was really sweet. And I think that that would have made the stakes rise a little bit and hit harder later on. Was this the scene where Piper called Rooster Chicken? Was oh my God. Oh, no, it's hysterical. Okay, it was so funny that it was stupid, but it was hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> well, I'm just glad that they acknowledge the fact that Billy has something to learn because I had already put on to her that, oh, yeah, she already knows everything she needs to know about projection. She was willing to do it in the bank, so we're good. But they have acknowledged that she has something to learn. So I, I thought that was great. And just also the idea of Piper, again, coming such a long way. She's by herself. She knows how to stop Zodiacs from attacking her. Like, I'll break this in half and give a part of it to each of you if that's what you prefer. And then she's like, maybe we should talk. You know, she's just so confident and ready to just handle anything that's given to her. She was told to protect the staff, and that's exactly what she did. And I love that. So uh, great scene between her and the Zodiacs. And again, this is when Tony Lee steps in and he's just he has more of the lines and he's just up front. And I'm just like, yes, I love you. You're so ah. <laughs> that. Can you guys some Mean Girls vibes, too, when she's like a piece for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> when she broke the grid. That's right. <laughs> The Zodiacs explain that Lopan is a servant. Yes. Okay. So immediately before this, when they are attacking Piper, she goes, don't you guys talk to each other? Why are you attacking me? Because it made perfect sense that the Zodiacs are like, you stole the staff. We're here to get it back. Right. He was like, don't you talk to people? And so he says he is a servant and only speaks when spoken to. (laughs) My bad. But they knew that Rooster was dead and that they had tracked the staff to Piper. They cannot take it back until the new year. And Novak and his henchmen attack and the Zodiacs raise their bubble, protecting Piper. Dog, next in line for the staff, transports Piper and the staff out of the manor. And then he goes back in. Oh, I love this. I just love how this played out. Uh, Paige takes Henry to the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. I should mention that earlier, which the synopsis completely rips out of the entire episode, is that the staff influences everyone to do their biggest desire or something that's really on their mind. They just go for it. Nothing else matters. They don't necessarily turn evil, but because whoever's holding it, Piper obviously is very focused on a specific thing. And so I think that was the effect that it had on others. And so Pipe, um, so Paige was actually infected first. And in the result of that, she wants to help Henry understand magic. And her logic is let's go meet an elder because the only place you can meet them is on the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. That's it. (laughs) Page six Henry to the top of the Golden Gate Bridge to speak with an elder to explain why magic isn't used to fix all of world's problems. I actually find this to be clever if they had executed it well. But I think it's nice to have an elder explain it a little better than she probably could. Piper passes the staff to Phoebe, 
interrupting her housewarming party, affecting the house guests as well as Piper, who now just wants to spend time with her kids. When Piper said, what's the matter with you? I don't remember if she was, this might've been the scene before when she was talking to Paige. It was either Paige or Phoebe. And I was like, Lopan warned you about this. This is, mm-hmm. again, you're not here with this. Yes. Um, so it was funny that she didn't realize. Um, then Paige being so nonchalant about, my voice about Henry falling just was so funny. I liked her her response. That like, was really cute. I gotta go. We fell off. <laughs> like goes down. Why didn't Lopan suggest covering the staff? I thought that was really good thinking on Phoebe's part. That was that, right. I, I did not come up with the play of the week because I totally forgot. But maybe that is my play of the week. That is a good one. I like it. And she somehow was able to not be as influenced by it or just kind of tapped out of it. Because by the time she goes home, she knows what's going on and everything. So something must have happened. Maybe the party just shocked her and she was over it at that moment. When she had it, it was influencing everyone around her to be like her. So she was herself again. Yeah. Um, And I don't know how she knew it was the staff because nobody warned her, but she knew. So that was really... uh, Well, you know what's funny about that? Piper always had her head turned the opposite way when it influenced someone. So I wonder if Phoebe was ever to actually see the the red sort of like rays coming off the staff as a reason to be suspicious. That's kind of how I took it. When she saw those people in the party, which I love that that one guy had had his shirt off just for no reason, just like... "Mm." This is a wild party. This is what you do at wild parties. Do you think at this point that we even needed that subplot, though, that them getting for like a moment this this thing of, oh, we're influenced by the staff? Because we could have had that whole thing with Paige maybe play out differently, but she still could have done something similar. And like Melanie said, it didn't affect Phoebe for long. So what was the whole sense? Piper went to the zoo for a minute? Or tried to get there. I do see what you're saying. I will say that if the scenes had played off funnier than they were, there would have been a very comedic timing and moment with this, but we needed examples of how the staff works because Novak uses it on the sisters to turn evil. If they had just immediately just been like, oh, I can turn you all evil now, it wouldn't have made sense. So we needed these small examples, but they were for comedic purposes, which didn't work. They no, weren't funny. You're right. Yeah. So and, unfortunately. Okay, so that does set that up. Yeah. But then I could have done without that scene too, because Billy just literally we already saw her go to the past. So it works yeah. clearly, yeah. her power. It was like they I feel like this season they're kind of using the demons and the the things that used to be the major plot points. Like that staff would have been the whole episode, that demon would have been like the big bad of that episode, but now they're like secondary to the central theme and they're just there to drive the story instead of just being the story, which I like, I like having an overarching style, but uh, you know, it does kind of, like I was saying earlier, drive down the stakes a little bit with them. A little also, bit. Piper was going to, what was Sea World, Marine World. Um, it was dark outside. So I want to say yeah. they were in some kind of aquarium that didn't close to like 10 he was with Vic. The kids were with Victor. I said the same thing. I was like, it is pitch black. Are they outside? Yeah. Are they inside? What is going on? I know Chris would be down at this time of night. <laughs> yeah. I would have t- I would have needed a break if I fell off the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm yeah. sorry. Thank you, Paige, for saving me. But I'm like, I need a break from this. I don't know if I could recover from almost dying. It That, to me, was a little intense. But I'm glad that he kind of brushed it off. I mean, he's a cop. He's probably used to being in danger, but I would have needed a moment. <laughs> but that's why he's so laid back. I think that's what makes him the perfect person for Paige. Because he just <laughs> put that put up with it. He accepted oh, it. Oh, that yeah. I can't only imagine. And how easy it was for him to be whisked away by the wind to oh, that's just such a scary moment. <laughs> I feel like he's the type of guy to kind of like that excitement to a degree like the kind of person who might go skydiving whereas i agree with you rob i would not i would have been terrified i would not be a fan but maybe like ryan saying that's why he's perfect for Paige because if he's with Paige, he's going to have many brushes with death and he kind of needs to be okay with it so true phoebe goes to the manor with the staff covered and finds Paige on the floor knocked out 
out of the way by the demons and the Zodiac who are chasing after each other around the manor. This manor was trash beyond. I mean, it was like one of the biggest manor explosions. Well, I shouldn't say explosions, um, but manor being turn up that we've seen in a while, I think. Phoebe informs Paige that the staff is covered because she believes it has an effect on people. Paige then realizes why she has been obsessing over Henry earlier. And it wasn't even that obsessive, honestly. All of their traits, which was good, too. It wasn't over the top. Billy talks with the much younger Christy, who has heard whispering outside that she doesn't understand. Terrifying. Terrible. Billy tells Christy that they are both witches. Christy is wearing an amulet bearing the symbol from her diary. The demons approach, and Billy calls for Lopan. She finds... Uh, herself back in the garden. Lopan explains that Christy was still open to her at that point in her life. Piper has a flat tire and Novak finds her. He brings her to the manor, meeting Phoebe and Paige there. Having found the staff there, he uses it to control the sisters. Christy has been gone for 15 years. It really is sad that this I mean, this girl was kidnapped, put in a cave, and terrified for all these years. I mean, as, to me, unlikable that the character is. This is terrible. So, I mean, it really is sad when you think about it, 15 years and being taken away. So, I do feel for Christy in this sense a lot. It's so funny because I think Holly Marie Combs is really against, really big against, like, Sea World and things like that but I wonder how she feels about aquariums and how they are with things so it was funny you know seeing especially her posts lately you know she always is posting about you know animal abuse and things like that so when I, this came out I was like oh that's that's funny that it was Piper's character just little thing I noticed yeah did you um, have any yeah yeah one question I had was how did Christy know about that symbol before she was taken? I wish they had addressed that at some point, um, because I think it's interesting that maybe she had a brush with the demon before, or maybe one of them was like infiltrating her dreams, or I don't know, maybe the symbol was just appearing. I don't know. It's it's Premonition, right? Something that she has some... I agree. I thought yeah. the same thing. And she- enough that she drew it. Go ahead. No, I was going to say she must have dreamt it. I, I want to say that given what we know, it, it might just be fate that she was always going to be involved with this sort of end game and that it was just something that just popped in her head or or just kind mm. of in front of her as she was being haunted. Um, I don't remember if they explained this, but it's something that we can definitely listen out for in future episodes. I also thought it was really interesting that Lopan implied that Christy was changed. I mean, I guess you would assume mm. that somebody would be changed, but he wasn't just assuming he was telling Billy that this was before she changed. So I'm curious, how much does he really know? Because he seems to know a lot. So I wonder, you know, I mean, he does talk to her about saving her sister. I'm assuming, I don't think he knows the end game and what's going to happen. But I wonder if he knows that there will be a battle and who's in I really wouldn't put it past him. I mean, mm-hmm. just given the angel of destiny and what she knows, you know, you have to let all of this stuff play out. And yep. you give any information away, it could really make the charm ones lose. You know, I will say this. If the Charm Ones knew what was going to happen, they would figure out a way to do it the non-Vanquish way. And it would have ended horribly. I think the way that they find out and leading up to it is really the one. It's just like Doctor Strange. There's only one way. There's only one way to have this play out. And you have to let the bad stuff happen so they can do good later. I think it's very dangerous to tell them anything at this point. And it's something that I'll talk about in our last scene too, because Piper does learn a lesson as well in this to just let things chill. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And I wonder if he even knew who should win at that point, because, you know, obviously our antagonist or our main antagonist is not really a bad person. And that was something that I actually was kind of going into a little bit. And I know this kind of gets towards the overarching theme of the season, but I think these episodes in general are all kind of one big arc. I kind of wish they had, because they did lean in to 
the maybe obsessiveness or a little bit of the selfishness of the charmed ones in this episode. And I wish they had maybe leaned into it a little bit more in the whole season so that we would maybe feel it a little more that maybe they lost their way and they really needed someone to help them find their way. And that was a big part of it, that the big battle wasn't for them to defeat, you know, the ultimate power or whatever, but for them, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, um, (laughs) but for them to actually like have to find themselves a little bit, I think that kind of growth would have been really, really good. And it would have made up for a lot of the issues. And I think that the main antagonist would have been more sympathetic because, you know, the one that's kind of been with them, I'm trying not to be too spoiler. Oh, good. No, good. (laughs) But I think that they, especially in in my rewatch, I think they're really not that bad. Um, You know, they do fit into it, but it's just, I think that I hated that character so much. Yes, I agree. A new charmed one. And I'm like, this, I watch for these charmed ones, not for this random extra person. But I think that that would have been less of an issue if they had done it a little differently and if they had needed her more. Mm. Mm, perfect. Yeah, or, and you know what? Also, this, I forgot I wrote this. Um, if their friendship arc had even been a little shorter and she'd become an antagonist sooner, but like, yes, pathetic one, because sort of like how people were questioning Thanos. I mean, I don't think this person's as bad as Thanos. Yeah. But, you know, like her head and her heart are in the right place. She's trying to do the right thing. And maybe that would leave her open to being swayed by others later a little more quickly and believably. So, yeah. Yeah. Something, something to make it a little better. He wants them to kill Lopan as only he protects the garden and can pass the staff on. In the garden, they find Lopan and Billy. Billy projects and the sisters are free of Novak's influence. The four witches orb into magic school. Paige orbs the staff into her hands and the four raise it and destroy all the demons by Billy using her projection power. Piper enters the garden and finds that Lopan has been promoted. He is the new chicken. (laughs) He hands the staff to him. Henry at last accepts Paige's magical nature and the two admit that they are in love. Billy finds Christie's cell. Mm. I love where they fall in love. It's so sweet and it's just it feels believable and natural and it shows also how brave Henry is. Cause he's back up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Billy finding Christie's cell. I always wish they showed us a little bit more. They don't show her actually saving her. And I really wish they had shown that. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been, that's sort of like the, one of the climaxes of this season. You know, I wish we, had I agree. More. I agree. So we do have, I mean, kind of a cliffhanger, I guess. You know, we mm-hmm. say Christy, but what state is she in? Is she even in the cell? Like, who is she looking at? You know, I I didn't mind that. And, and of course, they're going to make us wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, we don't necessarily get a break in this. When this originally aired, we got an episode right the following week. So thank God we didn't have to wait forever to figure out what was going on. Uh, but mm-hmm. I but I do see what you're saying, Melanie. Uh, I want to go back to the the demons when they were vanquished. So again, Ryan said this earlier, easily thwarted. I, I these final scenes, man, I don't know what I <laughs> I think it's just more for the message rather than the actual action in the defeating, you know, but, you know, like, bam, a thought, bam, they're out. They're not evil anymore. And then they all use the staff to blow everyone up. And I love it. Look, these demons go out with their dignity intact. They're not like, no, and raising their hands and getting all like flustered or whatever. They're just like, with their we're dead. Stockings. We're just going to stand here and go out with dignity. That's mm-hmm. just the way that we're going to do it. So I, I applaud them for going out quietly, but it is heavy, heavy lackluster. Um, just too easy. It's, too it's, easy. It is very yeah. too easy. The other thing that I love about this is the lesson that Piper learns. So Lopan approaches and says, hey, I've been promoted. It looks like I'm going to be the new Zodiac. It's not dog. And he goes, this was really good for the both of us. And she's like, what did I learn out of this? And he says, patience can be awarded for people like me and you. Just Mm. look at what Lopan did. He went from someone who does not speak until spoken to, 
to the person who now owns 51% of the company. Okay. So I just want to say that because of his patience and his due diligence, like this man became leader. I think that's something that Piper definitely needs to know since they've been pouring it down Billy's throat all season long your obsession is not going to find what you are looking for. And like Billy Piper, you need to let this play out and you will fight the battle when you're meant to fight the battle. So I do love her research. I enjoy that. She is really taking the upper hand on controlling the situation, but she's not meant to know until she knows. Right. So I really enjoyed how they wrapped that all up. And again, another excuse to make Lopan our MVP, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something I noticed for the first time in watching, and I've rewatched a few times. This time I noticed the foreshadowing when Billy was saying, I don't want to go up against them. And what they were saying to her, I wrote it down. They said, Billy, we don't want to hurt you. Sure we do. Kill her. And it was sort of like that quick turnaround and when she said you guys were just trying to kill me but i changed your minds i just thought it was really good foreshadowing they've been doing little hints like this in every episode i mean just the dollhouse blowing up last week was a clear indication of that so yeah they're they're giving us a little bit of hints so that concludes the recap portion of our episode. Now let's get right into the stakes. We have our high stakes meter. I want to hear from you guys. What did you guys think about our challenge, our demon of the week and the stakes presented to the charm ones? Where would you put this on the meter, Ryan? I think the concept with the, the, the staff of Buddha was upper level esque. It was just everything else. So I want to put it between your basic and upper level. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Ryan. Um, I think really this could have been a really good upper level episode, but because of the way it was almost secondary to the overarching storyline, I think it was a little bit more your basic. <laughs> yeah. I'm le- I'm leaning more towards your basic Unfortunately, I did want this to be a higher stake and I enjoyed sort of the determination of the demons, you know, just wrecking the house was also really hilarious. Um, But yeah, just the way that they were defeated really easily and uh, yeah, not much kind of went down. Paige and Phoebe really had their own thing going on up until the end of the thing. So the sisters weren't even really together at, at most for most of it. So yeah, this is uh, your basic stakes here for me. Uh, now let's talk fashion. It's fashions with Ryan. Again, Melanie is a fantastic, fantastic person who interacts with this show. So thank you so much for that. So I need to echo um, something that she mentioned earlier. Yes. Phoebe's blue tank top and her jeans. She looked gorgeous in this and so relaxed. So it was like she was hanging out at her her new place, enjoying it, but yet beautiful. So I definitely wanted to highlight that. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, her hair did look gorgeous too. Everyone to see again, the best, best, I think, hair and and clothing for many years. <laughs> I agree. All right. Well, that was Fashions by... Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, not all about her. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So here is who the Witch Watcher has spotted from Charm's past. I'm glad I'm not alone with this either. <laughs> it's just an excuse and he knows it. He's using it to push his own agenda, which is to stifle freedom of speech. I have known every single one from this entire season until this one. Oh, wait, Melanie, could it be? No, it's. I'm thinking, I was going to think when they went back to hippie times, but no. It's not necessarily a throwaway line, but it doesn't necessarily highlight exactly who this woman is. But yeah. Well, now I know it's a woman. That's helpful. <laughs> yes, it is a woman. <laughs> is it Grams's hippie friend who was evil, but she was like, she was a Isn't witch? It? 
It is not. It is not. The person that this witch is referring to in the quote he's using it to push his own agenda is actually a gnome at magic school. Oh, Oh, the librarian who is a world mom. Yes, exactly. I am talking about Miss Donovan. Miss Donovan, yes. (laughs) This is played by Ann Cusack, who had a great story arc in one of our seasons. I just love her to death. I thought she was a very quirky witch. She definitely would have been a charmed one if given the position. She (laughs) was really into astral projecting at, at one point. And I just found her to be a delight on the show. And R.I.P., you know, we'll remember her. But I, I always enjoyed her on Charm. So. She was great, yeah. <laughs> uh, this quote was from Charm Noir, in case anybody was wondering. One of my favorite episodes, I should know. <laughs> All right. Well, next week on Charmed, The Last Temptation of Christy. Now... Th- Here's the thing. You are one of two people. You are either happy that Billy is no longer talking about, I need to find my sister, I need to find my sister, or you are the person that is just like, oh, Christy is here now. I don't know which one you are, but you're either happy Billy shuts up about this now or the fact that we have Christy for the rest of the season. So... (laughs) it opens up a whole other can of worms so so yeah that is gonna be interesting we are wow this will be episode 15 we just have like six or seven to go so we're on our way but it's so sad when it's over i love that i know i speak for all the charmies when i say that we love your podcast and we're gonna be thank you have it to look forward to every week Thank you. Thank you. Well, it was a delight to have you here again. Thank you for being a huge supporter and obviously pledging to the attic. Uh, She gets to listen to all these bonus episodes also. And and I'm telling you guys, like some of these ideas definitely come from her and it's fun to really kind of dive into some of the littlest things that you don't think about from Charmed and just sort of expanding and talking about them in great length. So anybody who's interested to join Patreon for the rest of our season, patreon.com slash BWTH podcast, look at our tiers, see which one uh, sort of fits. And uh, we come with bonus content, including uh, bonus episodes, we try and average two a month and uh, yeah, they, they can be really fun. So uh, keep a lookout for that. And then next week we'll have another episode. So Melanie, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. I love of course. Not charmed. <laughs> and Ryan, as always, thank you for helping me recap this episode. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Melanie. It was so good to have her on again before the series wrapped up and Um, She's always coming up with fantastic ideas. So I just wanted to say that. And just by the way, congratulations to another Charmy. She's having a little charmed one herself, Chinlin and her husband. So congratulations on your little future Charmdy. Charmdy. (laughs) Excuse me. Charm me. Congratulations, Chinlin. Yes, and uh, thank you all for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. If you're having brunch, I hope it was a wonderful one. And enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. One-of-a-kind romance. You love me, don't you? Until one of her kind enters the picture. And I'm here to take Paige Matthews as my wife. (laughs) Who will win her heart? It is my destiny to marry your sister. Good luck with that. Fresh Charmed, part of back-to-back episodes, this weekend on the WB's Big Sunday.